This episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. We have a number of great shows coming up. For more information, visit myparktheater.com. This week's episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by Fourth Quarter Records. It's a Winnipeg-based label and recording studio home to 3Peat, as well as Eggs, Solo Projects, and Charlie Feta. You can find their merchandise, including the awesome new 3Peat hoodies, online at fourthquarterrecords.com. And if you haven't seen these things, uh, you should definitely check them out. I mean, a lot of local artists are wearing them right now, and it's very cool to see the support uh, from across genres. Uh, as soon as those 3Peat hoodies came out, I've been seeing all kinds of people posting on social media, and it's, you know, people in rock bands, electronic music, uh, soul music, whatever. They're all sort of supporting the 3Peat gear. So there's definitely uh, a lot of love and support for 3Peat within the local music community at large, and it's very cool to see. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in the food court again. <laughs> Seems to be happening all the time. And uh, for this one, um, it's kind of funny because I've been doing the show for almost six years now. And I'm at the point where usually I have guests booked kind of months and months in advance. And uh, the guest this week is someone who kind of just randomly asked me, I guess, online <laughs> if he could yeah, be on the show. And then, like, you wanted to get on right away. You're like, wait, can you do this tomorrow? <laughs> And uh, so it's, we managed to make it fit in, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but I think that because I was new to your music, uh, my best way to introduce you might be for you to introduce yourself and just give a bit of info about you know what your background is musically and where you come from. Well, my name's Thatcher. I'm going to start off things. I'm kind of part like I grew up doing Brooklyn hip hop. Okay. From the ages kind of like 14 to 18. Okay. And then when I was 19, I realized. I also played in lots of bands and stuff, so I was like, okay, well, what if I could take both those aspects? So I played punk bands, yep. and I played hip-hop, so I was like, I'm going to take both of those and almost start to make my own genre. Okay. And then at the same time of me doing that, I got into a lot of other artists. So there's artists from South Florida, if you've ever heard of a South Florida way, where they're almost... They're bringing back punk rock in a way. Okay. So as the South Florida waves come in, I'm like, okay, so this is almost acceptable for people to step out the box. Because I remember right. 10 years ago, if someone slightly tried to alter it, if someone tried to use, say, a Beatles sample or something, right. instantly would have been like a joke. It would have been targeted as a joke. Right, and now it's more okay to sort of go outside the, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's something that. It's funny you mentioned the punk rock thing, because I think that in Winnipeg in general, a lot of people that I've talked to on the show, whether it's a rapper or a country artist or a blues singer or whatever, a lot of them come from punk bands, just because Winnipeg is such a strong punk scene. And yeah. I think it's kind of like almost a proving ground for a lot of people to just, you go through, you know, the different levels of becoming a musician, and that's almost everyone has a punk band somewhere in the background, which is, yeah. I think it's because of the... I mean, you might disagree, I'm not sure, but because of the ease of doing it, like, I was in punk bands too, right? It's just, you know a few chords, pick up uh, a couple friends with a drum set, you're good, you got a band. Like, you can just yeah. go and do it, right? And the culture in Manitoba was crazy for it. Yeah, so for sure. Like, growing up in high school, it was almost like everyone was going to punk shows. Yeah. Underground punk shows. Most of the time, people wouldn't even know the bands and stuff, they'd just be going to the show. Because there's a show, yeah. And yeah. you probably know eight people in the bands anyway, because everyone's in a band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, so, I think maybe just to, to kind of start off talking about what you do, I feel like at this point in my life, like I'm in my mid-30s, and uh, listening to your stuff, it's I thought a lot of it was over my head, just in terms of the style. I mean, I, I like to listen to a lot of hip-hop. I have a pretty big yeah. collection of tapes, mostly from the 90s, and I was you know, very interested in the local rap scene uh, around 2001, 2002 kind of era, when I first started going to those shows. And I still like the genre generally, but I feel like the way it's gone in recent years is something that I just don't get. Like, and I think, and so I'm hoping you can A, explain to me what kind of, what is the sound you're doing and, and where that comes from, but also my, I was thinking about this on the way here, like what is it that I liked about rap that I'm not hearing and maybe what younger people are doing now, and I think it's kind of an aggressive, um, an aggressive type of rhyming versus what now appears to me, and I might, might because I'm not educated on the genre, but appears to be very, way more laid back, way more kind of quieter, calmer, and uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, I totally feel it's well, it kind of started off with I would like to think Kanye West right. started a revolution right. in a way when he was working with Most Death and stuff, right? Because Most Death is a heavy group 
from that early hip hop right. stuff. But I think he was taking that and doing. You've heard 808 and Heartbreak. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was taking almost a punk take on that. So that started the evolution. So at first, it might not be something recognizable. We yeah. don't know what the end subject is going to be. But it started with artists like Travis Scott, Kid Cudi, Kanye West. It's right. going to be developed almost that extra wave now, right? We still do have the aggressive hip-hop and everything. I mean, yeah, even yeah. in Winnipeg, there are artists who are just still doing that style, for sure. But I feel it's almost like that one's the background. Only the artists that are almost getting the limelight are any artists that are. But in contradiction, there's, if you've ever heard of, like, artists like 6 9 that are coming out with that aggressive Brooklyn style. Right. It's almost two, two ways that it's branched, right? It, it, we're going to experience that. Well, and I mean, obviously, I understand that the, the genre is kind of always moving and always growing, especially because it's so big now, right? There's going in so many different influences coming in, so many different directions and stuff, but I just, I can't help but feel left out <laughs> as someone yeah. who grew up on that stuff to, to what's now, and I mean, I think it's kind of a natural thing that happens with any genre of music, is that, especially when it's something like hip-hop, which is geared towards youth, I mean, it's, it's a young person's genre, right? Yeah. So I think it's just naturally you're going to kind of not be cool anymore. <laughs> With, with, with what's cool, right? But so yeah, it's, I, I just find myself kind of baffled by it a lot of the time, and I can appreciate the, um, you know, the technical ability with, with, with making beats still and stuff. Obviously, that still hasn't changed, right? I mean, and, and people and lyrics and stuff. People are still coming with with interesting and, and thoughtful lyrics and everything. But yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, something about the sound of it. It, it escapes me, and I, I always kind of feel like maybe I'm missing out a bit because I, I'm not getting it. <laughs> you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but also I kind of understand where coming from. Lots of artists that are getting the limelight are these artists like Little Zan and Russ and stuff who are like, I don't know, I feel like they're taking hip hop and they're almost slaughtering it in a way. Okay. Yeah. But the, like I said, there are artists that still carry it. It's just I feel like they want to take it into a new level, right? Like when Kurt Cobain, I'm sure, when Kurt Cobain first came around, yeah. everyone was kind of questionable about that guy, right? Because he made. I believe, did he take punk and turn it into grunge, or did he take rock and turn it into Well, he was one of the many people who did, but yeah, when they came out, they, it was it was like, everyone was listening to shitty hair metal and cock rock and stuff, and then this was like noise rock mixed with punk, mixed, which we came with, yeah, yeah. so it, it definitely was like aggressive and, uh, and discordant and stuff, when that wasn't what people were into, people were into big hooks and big hair and stuff, right, and it was yeah. this like really discordant thing, and I, I kind of get that that's probably the similar thing, right? It's uh, it's not maybe appealing to the ears of the people who are of the older generation because it's younger people kind of doing their own thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it's very underground and very raw. Yeah. For a while, we weren't going to experience that overlay of like how Dave Grohl took it and almost made it mainstream, right? Like With Foo Fighters and stuff after the fact, yeah. yeah. There's some, there are some artists who are making it mainstream, but like even to think, like it's all it's all mostly underground nowadays. Like the people that are selling in everything if we accounted streams and everything from these other artists yeah. that are putting their music out free, like, I wonder what that would really come to. I don't know, yeah. Well, it almost does seem like a punk rock kind of way of doing it. Just, like, you know, you open up a SoundCloud, post a bunch of stuff, it's free, it's out there, which is very DIY and very much that attitude, right? The punk attitude of just, like, here's my shit, go listen to it. Yeah. And so I, I recognize that aspect of it. I like that aspect of it. It's just that sonically, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's past me, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, have you ever heard artists like there are kind of some refined versions of it. Like, have you ever looked into Extension before? I don't think so, no. I've heard the name, but... Oh, okay. He kind of... Uh, he started off doing that Brooklyn really aggressive, but then took it almost into... Like, we're experiencing right now that breakthrough of auto-tune yeah. being actually, like, singing capabilities. Right. In hip-hop, it was like, for a while, I feel like it was just heavily influenced by... Auto tune and everything, and now we have actual people who can sing and rap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. Gonna, it's gonna be like a, a weird little bit, but it, I think I don't know. The experiments will kind of end soon with everyone, and they'll kind of break off into like everyone in hip hop. Even the major heads are saying that they want to break hip hop into subgenres. Okay. So it's gonna be like there's this thing called cloud, and I think that's what you're referencing too with the really like half yeah and then there's like punk rap like which is what i do which you sample drums right guitar and distort that sometimes even using your voice through filters yeah yeah for sure for sure so like almost what yeah connie west did in 808s and heartbreaks right he manipulated his voice to yeah lots of auto-tune and things like that going yeah, on yeah, yeah. for sure cool do you um do you think that there's a uh, for the style i mean is punk rap what you call it is that how you sort of refer to it yeah that's what i would do you think that there is um I mean, with a lot of types of music, Winnipeg kind of has, and, and Manitoba, I guess, in general, has its own distinct kind of uh, 
play on things. Like, I mean, you can you can hear a country artist from Winnipeg, and there's something about it that kind of strikes you as a Winnipeg thing. Even even rappers like I mean, Three Peep, for example, they sound very West End to me. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like yeah. it's. It, Lyrics for sure, one thing, but just just they sound Winnipeg, and I mean there's punk bands, and they sound like from Winnipeg. Do you think that there is a a local element to what you do that kind of pegs you as being from Winnipeg, or is it now blown up so internationally that anyone can everyone kind of is within the larger picture? If that makes sense. Well, like it's in a way, I'd like to say it's Winnipeg influence, but I feel like the Winnipeg influence that I come from because I'm currently I'm like I'm from a group called called Glamorant, and I'm like the kind of the creator, well, the organizer of the group. I wouldn't call myself a leader just yet because we have a couple of people, but we want to almost overlay and show that Manitoba has more to offer than the, like, not saying Winnipeg's most wasn't right. super good. Well, they were super popular, they, they too. They were really huge, good, yeah. but when it, everyone, when they think of Manitoba, they instantly think of Comeback Kid. Yeah, or they're for sure, or Propaganda. Yeah, yeah, or they're going to refer to Winnipeg's most. I want to almost give people that eye and say that there are more to Winnipeg. Okay, okay. I do feel like I have to, I, in my early ages when I was doing Brooklyn type hip hop, yeah. like New York type hip hop, which I feel like Manitoba is also really influenced from. Definitely, yeah. Because like Toronto, in a way, it went the opposite way. They're influenced from the Caribbean. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's a lot of the, like Caribbean people there, right? So yeah. I mean, you got the dance hall vibes and stuff coming in, for sure, yeah. Yeah, like it yeah. kind of like seems like it offsprings from Cardinal Official yeah. into like some, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because he always had dancehall stuff going on and then straight up reggae songs too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, almost like Drake stuff. And then we developed into that New York style. But I, again, I want to show that we can do more than that. Okay. with you feel like okay whatever this person's doing I can connect with it in terms of what I do like is that yeah I, yeah I work with uh, I've met a few people over the years because like what happened I don't know I wanted to create a music group like five years ago but like it was kind of just for fun yeah sort of thing and then over those five years like there were people that fell out and like weren't really interested in it right because if you're gonna well that always happens with any kind of music right people just yeah, yeah some people have priorities work families whatever right? then yeah which is also the thing though because if you're willing to put 300% into it right 
it's going to end up paying off in the end. But do you really want to bring with people that are putting 80% in? Sure. Yeah, because they're going to drag you down, right? Yeah. yeah. So now, after all these years, I know who my people are that are going to put 300% in okay. me. Okay, cool. And I believe no one has made it to the top by themselves, right? Like. No, that's true. You need yeah, you need people who yeah. kind of give you the help, give you a boost each step of the way, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, even though we kind of like did our own things for a while, we all have built over time and everything. Okay. So it's like that'll yeah that'll start to shake the scene a little bit and a little. I I've, yeah just by show wise and stuff like. Do you um so as far as shows go, I mean with, with the punk rap kind of attitude. Are you kind of hoping to play more shows with with punk bands and stuff on the same bill, or yeah? Because yeah. that's, that's also what I wanted to expand. Yeah, like almost the Coachella vibe. Because I don't know music nowadays. Like it's not just people that are into like punk rock or people that are into rock. No, it's expanded quite a bit more. Yeah, yeah for you sure. Can be into rap, and then you could like listen to Lady Gaga later that day. Sure, sure. Like yeah, that, you could. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. per se. So yeah, I, I definitely like to do shows. Okay. Is the punk, I mean, I know you mentioned, you know, earlier sampling guitars, sampling drums, effects and things like that. Um, is that kind of, is the punk element of the punk rap, is that attitude as well? In terms of just DIY everything and uh, and that kind of thing? Or is it... Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that also is the thing. Even before when I was talking to a contact in mine, he referred me to um, Sean Dealey, if you know who that is. The name familiar too, for sure. Yeah, he was managing County Pros. He had a studio in the city. And I was thinking about it. I built like I've created my own studio and everything because I like the sound. Like it's, it's not gonna. I don't know. In a way, I like I wanted a studio, but I didn't want that. Uh, the full like I don't want the full sound. Like I still like where my sound comes from. Okay. It's really good equipment and everything, but that polished sound is. You want the raw sound, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's even artists like if you've heard that guy Club. Um, made that song club going up on a Tuesday. I probably haven't heard it. Uh, okay, well. He, I, I have to do some research after this, I think. Just like <laughs> most of these guys, they just take a sleeping bag yeah. and like travel around and they'll put it in. Not saying I do that, I right. you know what I mean. I, right. I still have the sound equipment and everything. Yeah. But they'll just take a sleeping bag and record from that. And oh, okay, just like get in the sleeping bag and. Yeah. That's all that's huh. really needed. Well, against the wall. And then it catches all the sound. Makes sense. Instead of using egg cartons or whatever back yeah. in the day, yeah, yeah. I would never really do it, but I've seen it in music videos and everything. These really popular billboarded artists are just using huh. it. It's like. Well, I guess like sound. just stuff you have in your pocket is way better sound quality than just stuff you know, good equipment like 30 years ago anyway, right? I mean, you can people have phones and they can record shit and it sounds amazing, or like a little laptop yeah. and it's it's incredible, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's the thing too with all these soundboards and everything. Like my sound guy, he doesn't like you can just use Pro Tools. You see all these guys coming to studios nowadays. So just put the yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure, yeah. Which is weird, but I mean, it works obviously. It's yeah. there's enough of a market for it for sure. Do you um? So you haven't played a lot of shows yet, right? No, I've only played a few okay. under punk band, and then I've only done a couple of bands. So. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what are you kind of hoping to do with this project now? Uh, you know, as your solo project as a rapper, what do you? Where are you trying to take that? Like, I would want to eventually look because I want to completely be independent. I realize that grind. Like, I've kind of had a bit of offers in the dark, but they're not numbers that I've been looking for. Like, okay. if it's a serious, serious number, then I'd be like something contemplated but it would have to be on my grounds too right sure. i don't want a label coming to me and slaughtering my music like almost doing what they did to little people where they made him like release music that he never ever wanted to do or, okay like, like even a couple i don't know even a couple songs it's like it's selling out to me it's like a, it's art you shouldn't be toning down your art but uh I don't know. I eventually want to put together a North American tour. Okay. Soon. By the end of the summer, I already have contacts in like West End, cool. West Side of uh, Canada. The so BC I, and stuff. Yeah. So I pretty much just have to contact lots of people in Toronto, promoters, etc. Cool. Just to get me to books and wrote. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess uh, a question I have about that then is, I mean. The sheer quantity of people, you know, like we were just saying, it's easy to record stuff now and you can just do it in your bedroom or with a sleeping bag or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, how hard is it to, and obviously you're still doing this because you, you know, you haven't been doing it for that long, but how hard is it to get your name out there when there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people doing the same thing in terms of being a DIY rapper and doing, you know, producing their own music and you just go to SoundCloud, for example, and the, the number of people doing it is it's insane, right? So how do you find a way to get yourself out of that pack of just 
everyone's doing this. Like, yeah, I feel. There's got to be some kind of you know technique to sort of bump yourself above, right? Yeah, what I think we're experiencing right now is, and I've experienced it before too, and I've played in club bands and everything. Yeah. There's lots of people that do it just for. They're like, okay, well, these rappers have these cars, these rappers <laughs> have these, you know what I mean, this and that. Right. They're not doing it because they love music. Like, and in the end, lots of like, we're gonna experience a time a year from now or so where lots of these people are gonna die off and they're gonna be like, okay, well, you know what I mean. I haven't got the Lambo yet. I haven't yeah, got the, sure. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with podcasting too, right? I mean, people, there are people who start shows and they're great, and they get they don't get you know uh, famous from it, and they quit after four episodes. And yeah, meanwhile, people who are doing it every week and uh, you know on shitty recorders like this and stuff, they, they keep doing it because they're passionate about it. Obviously, exactly. you have to, yeah, yeah. And, like I was saying, if you have the passion, it will eventually come. You just have to keep on. Right. Right. Toward it. So is that just the goal? Just keep on, keep on grinding. Like. Well, obviously, there's there's steps in between. What I like to say is I'd like to almost what's the word for it? Uh, invest in yourself. Yeah. Is my best tip of advice because for a long, like I said, I've been making music for maybe like since I was a child. Yeah seriously since I was 15 but until I started to invest in myself I started to put you know what I mean like go around and like just meet contacts or like do music videos which like for example I well a a friend hooked me up with a really good price but even like music video wise coming into it I didn't expect it to be like that because uh who currently does all my films is like Vince Prochak, if you've ever heard of him. Yeah, actually, I was in a band in 2008, I want to say, and he filmed one of our shows. So yeah, I, yeah, I, do, yeah. I, I don't know well, but I remember him from that. Yeah, yeah so even... Way back, yeah. Yeah, I met him and stuff, and then he kind of assisted me a little bit into, like, what to do, how to set up, like... Because that's the thing, too. It's like you almost have to build... You have to work on yourself and work on your music before you put it forward, because if lots of these DIY artists, too, like me and my buddies were just drinking one day making jokes we were going through the random people and we were like like uh there's a song called i think it's called two bitches and it's just this guy like it is uh, has a pretty killer beat and everything but i don't know like the diy artists and i feel it's almost like spam in a way but you'll find a way to come out eventually and always like be networking on all your like social media right. is key because back in the day we didn't have social media exactly it's a totally different totally different ball game like the way you have to just promote your own music whereas before I mean you'd still do it but it was putting up posters now it's you're on there all day yeah. just texting people on Instagram and Facebook it's crazy and yeah I remember when I first started there were artists that, not artists but people in Miami that are trying to like work with and everything and they were like uh, I forgot what they said they were telling me things like well in this generation it's way harder to blow up back in comparison to back then and it's like not really because back then it was a bunch of people on the street in like Brooklyn and stuff yeah. trying to hand you their mixtape and shit which isn't going to get heard over here unless someone buys it and brings it back here right? yeah, yeah exactly yeah. or yeah. radio play and everything and even then back then it was way harder to get so like I said just work on yourself invest in yourself and at the same time obviously set goals but uh there's one oh there's one last there's one last point I had that was actually like really good um uh, just give me one second. Sure, yeah. Oh, the chair. Um, <laughs> For that bitch, is she fucking with the hot? Said fuck the shit. Do you think she cut a cop trying to hit me up? And I just hit the nine trying to sabotage my shit. So she do it all the time, so she do it all the time, so she do it all the time. Fuck that bitch. I said, I just said the nine. I said, fuck that bitch. So she do it all the time. When that bitch hit my line, I've been selling different places. Said I do it all the time, said I do it all the time. She like that shit hit me up. Can we just take her on? I'm like, bitch, that ain't my name. If you catch me in your block, then you won't catch me slipping. If you catch me in your block, I'm like block. So steady, fuck a witness if you tryna cut the cop We gon' put it in the rust, we gon' put it near the rock Till it hit the bottom, or she fucking make it drop To the bubbly, bubbly, when I fucking make it pop To the club, bring the bottles to my crew, fuck a thot Cause she tryna fuck a guap, she tryna fuck a guap Tryna fuck, put some line late Those bitches wanna fuck with limelight I drop an ounce of my Sprite, just to feel right I 
dropping ounces in my sprite Just to feel right Tryna fuck for some limelight Those bitches wanna fuck for limelight I drop an ounce in my sprite Just to feel right I drop an ounce in my sprite And I feel right That you dripping in ice Your bitch wanna entice That's this shit I don't like Like that's this shit I don't like Hit up bait Just to slam Tryna catch me chipping blast I ain't never catch me tripping Little Never slipping, sleeping on a bank Cause the money in the mattress This eggs don't shit Only cook from the cabinets Baby ass brothers talking shit But not action Told them BBs they never get to clapping Grew in a place where you think you never be shit Grew in a place where everybody had a stainless People I knew their pussies on the pavement White chalk, do not cost cops for the whole block If you had a trapper then you thought you was a trash star place that we could motherfucking not break Like you live, swear you end up as a nutcase End up on your last breath, mind filled with regret Tryna forget the mess, you tryna forget the mess And I'm on your last breath, mind filled with regret You tryna forget the mess, you tryna forget the mess Tryna forget the mess You know, as someone who, uh, I went to a lot of rap shows in the early 2000s, and a lot of people I know were involved in the rap scene as, you know, whether just fans or artists or whatever. Um, do, do you have any, and it, of course in the 90s there was a lot of really great local hip-hop as well, do you have any kind of background listening to any of that older stuff? Like, are you very familiar with Winnipeg's rap history, or are you just coming into this from the punk end and from listening to rap outside of? Well, Winnipeg's rap history, I'm not too much into, because I'm, I'm from Toronto. Okay, okay, well there you go. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm more or less into old school, like I said, New York artists like Big L, Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls. I like, I like. I, I used to make lots of instrumentals and stuff, so I yeah. also aspire from like Puffy and stuff. But okay. I also like the LA rendition of lots of like, or yeah. But like I said, I'm more or less really inspired from the Brooklyn rap scene. Okay. Yeah. When did you come to Winnipeg? Uh, well, I'm back and forth from Winnipeg. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. But yeah, it's like. Yeah, the music scene and everything from, like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm from kind of both because I have okay. parents that live. Oh, okay. Because so, you yeah. 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 Well, I guess maybe a better way of phrasing that question then is, there, was there like a local, were there local rap artists in whatever city that you kind of listened to when you were younger and thought, hey, I can do this? Like, was there someone, I mean, obviously with punk bands, that's kind of how everyone yeah, does I've it. Yeah, I've seen, my mom used to grow up with Brooklyn from uh, Winnipeg. Oh, okay, so okay. Originally, like, I seen that was very possible growing up and also, uh, yeah, I don't know. My life almost, in a way, it, like, until I was older, it felt like, I'm not gonna, like, I feel like lots of people say that, and they sound crazy, but, like, just the people around me, and, like, the influence, like, my, even my dad's buddy, uh, he runs some 41 and stuff, so, like, okay. growing up, I was like, man, it can't be, like, it's really hard to get in the industry. But, like, well, and those guys came from, from just all of a sudden nowhere, too, or they were all DIY, and then suddenly yeah. they broke it, right? Yeah. But that's really how it works, though, nowadays. Yeah. It's like, you get one music video up on the world, so you get one music video up on Elevator, you can be a superstar overnight. Yeah. Like, even if you know who, someone from a local Winnipeg rap scene, if you've ever heard of Smart Death before, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, like, our most popular he, he was actually on this show uh, like years ago. I wasn't hosting that one, but he, he's been on it before, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So even like, what was I about to say? He even blew up overnight. Yeah, look at the, the amount of views he has on his videos and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And actually, that's okay. That's a guy. That's a good example because that's a guy that I watch his stuff and I see the massive amount of views he has on it and everything, and I just don't get it. Like it, <laughs> that guy's almost emblematic of the type of the type of hip hop that I, I don't understand. And that's Is, the, that's the weird thing. Like if you would have took that hip hop ten years ago, it would no one would like it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's almost like Gerard Way and like <laughs> Jay Z met up. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like you know, emo rap or something. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, weird. It's yeah, weird. That's yeah. What people like to talk yeah. I like don't exactly. Because like there's emo rock and then there's punk rock. Right, and they, they're connected. They, they, you know, they, yeah. they, they have a common ancestor, right? But yeah, they, they spread the, off into the directions. more emotional one. I like the more, like I still like to be emotional in my music, but I'm not to that point, right? Right. Like, they like to use it and like 
an artistic way, like lots of talk about like like blood rituals and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is almost like goth stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that guy. So, so I see. I mean, I see his thing blowing up, and it's just like I don't. I, I, it's, I'm sure it's good. I just. Yeah. I don't understand what? who's what, who's into this. Like, what what is the audience for that? The people who started like a really an overlay for that was there was. Um, Little Keith, Little Tracy. And it's a little somebody, eh? Yeah, usually. <laughs> yeah. But he, like, he didn't start from the little thing. He just started from his, I guess his growing up name was Pete. Okay. So people, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is that like, the guy who died? Yeah, the yeah, guy okay. who overdosed. Yeah. So. I didn't hear, but I never heard of him until he died. It was in all of the news. <laughs> if you've ever heard of, I believe, though, that was an industry, uh, industry-oriented, though. Like okay. Industry-oriented, if you notice every couple of years, they'll put things really published and everything so I believe when he died that really became the main genre that everyone's focused okay, on okay okay because it was such a yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so that's, people are calling him almost the Kurt Cobain of our generation right I read I read, I remember reading that too and I was like again I didn't get it I was like you know because Nirvana I, I was I remember I remember Kurt Cobain died I remember like yeah. I, you know I, I was listening to them already at that point and uh but yeah, this guy, I was like, I, I never heard of him, so I, li- I heard, read that, and I listened to him, and I'm like, I, I still don't get it, like, what is, yeah. but I get it in the sense of, like, this is something very different from what the existing genre was, and it's kind of giving a new direction for people to go in, right? Like That's, that's the thing that people publish, though, too, with right. publishing comparative to his old music, okay. his new okay. music, like, once he got a label, they told him to almost make, like, a redux of Good Charlotte, in a way. Okay, so they, 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 they directed it in a way, yeah. yeah. Okay. So what was his old stuff like, then? What was, uh... His old stuff really sounded inspired. In a way, it sounded like a, a really emo Kanye West. Okay. okay. <laughs> Kanye West seems fairly emo to me already, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, more so, yeah. 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 Huh. It's, it's weird because I think that even the the public image of, of hip hop now is completely different. I mean, if you go back to the '90s and you ask someone to draw a picture of a stereotypical rapper, the look now and then is like just miles apart. Like, I mean, now it would be some guy with a bunch of face tattoos and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas then it would be it's totally different. So I, it's it's funny how how much has changed. And I, I, when I think about it, it's not really that different from any other genre of music. I mean, like, I, I just use country as another example. Like, you know, now it's all pop country and shit. Whereas before it was a lot more kind of in the little, little subgenres in between, right? But yeah, it's I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's and weird. it'll settle out eventually. Like, who yeah, it will, maybe yeah. even it'll get its own genre name. Maybe it won't even be like emo rap. Yeah, maybe yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what 
what I guess what what ties that stuff to the broader notion of hip hop? I mean, is it just the way the lyric, the vocals are delivered, or yeah, the vocals, the way the music's processed? It's yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, the same devices. Rhyme schemes are slightly different. They're different, yeah. Yeah, with emotional rap, you can take. Um, you don't have to always have a flow. It doesn't have to have a rhyme scheme. Yeah, it have a yeah. flow scheme. Though. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's, it almost sounds like sometimes I hear some of this stuff, and uh, again, this is me being completely ignorant about who the artists are and stuff. But it almost sounds like they're not on beat on purpose. Like it's just like they're kind of under the beat, and it sounds wrong as someone who grew up listening to stuff where it was very on beat, very much you know that old style of patterns. Yeah, and it's, this is like what, what happened. <laughs> like you're supposed to rap here, not here. But yeah, it's yeah. After a while, you listen to it though. It's almost like your ears will separate right. into two. So the, the beat, it doesn't become a background, but it, the voice becomes something to the beat. Okay. Because it's like going the opposite wave. Right, it's not on top of the beat, it's like yeah. as part of the beat. That's kind of cool. So what, um, I mean, as someone from here, like, where, where, where is this stuff happening? The type of music that you, the audience that you would appeal to, where are they everywhere? Is it, I mean, is it big enough now that you could be in Winnipeg or Toronto or, I don't know, Boston or something, or, or like, England, and it would, there's a crowd for this type of stuff all over the place, or is it fairly yeah. regional still? There's, like, in the UK, there's an artist called, well, Lil Peep kind of went over to the UK, and that's okay. where he first got really popular, so... He met an artist, though, I believe, I could be wrong, so if someone someone can correct me on this, but uh, he met an artist, I believe, called Bexie out there, and him and Bexie kind of created the scene. And same thing with, like I was saying, North America, Toronto. We all have, like, they all have their artists, like, have you ever heard of Nav before from Toronto? Or even Drake. Drake's kind of like, you know what I mean? He doesn't fall under, um... No. Old school hip No, he doesn't. I remember he, uh, when he first came out, too, there was so much hype about him. So I li- listened to him because it was like, oh, everyone's talking about how great this guy is. And I, again, I didn't like it. I was like, yeah. they, he's crying on the microphone. I don't want to hear this. Like, I want to yeah. hear someone going hard. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. At first, too, yeah, I didn't like Drake, but he, it integrates, you know what I mean? And it, not well, now it's such it, a huge part of the culture. He's just so embedded, right? Yeah. yeah, not to say it's an acquired taste, but after a while, I feel like that music will kind of grow on people. Even Probably when, would, yeah. Even like emotional music first came out with Gerard Way with uh, like My Chemical Romance yeah with My Chemical Romance and everything I remember how judgmental people were oh yeah for sure that. but yeah. nowadays it's like My Chemical Romance is almost like an idol to music like, and at their time, well for a certain generation for sure it's just in the background of what they listen to right yeah yeah at their time they weren't taken as a musical idol but they've created like I said they've created an artist a bunch of artists such as Little Peep and Little Tracy who have taken that and put it into hip-hop, yeah. which is weird that they've done it that. It seems like a weird combination. It seems like it shouldn't work, right? Yeah. Because right? it's so disparate genres, yeah. Even punk flows, like, that's almost what they're taking it from. They're taking these punk flows, yeah. hip-hops, rhyme schemes, and mixing them together. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, it works, though, right? Obviously, there's, like, millions of people who are listening to this stuff, so yeah. clearly there's there's an audience for it and it's working, but, yeah. I think it's just, uh, again, I, I'm sure, like, I come across sounding, when I listen back to this, as, like, some old out-of-touch guy, but which I'm okay with being... <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? But it's, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's interesting because, like, it seems like one of those genres where you can either go way off, like, like what you're doing, like some music people are doing, where it's almost not that recognizable to people my age or whatever, or older, or you can stick in the same lane and it's almost like people are doing throwback stuff and, and succeeding there, and then people are going way off in various directions and succeeding there as well. And I think it's just a, a factor of hip-hop, whatever you want to consider hip-hop, as just being this massive global thing now, rather than just a niche genre that grew, right? And now it's so yeah. big that you can, the umbrella can fit what you're doing and can fit what someone who just wants to sound like 1994 is doing, and you can fit someone who's got the 80s kind of style, and it's all sort of encompassing. And there are still artists, though, that still carry that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know, like, there's if people still want that taste, there's, like, Jay-Z's 444 kind of fell under an old-score edition. Or, like, Immortal Technique, if you've ever yeah, heard of Yeah, yeah, I have a few of those albums, yeah. yeah See, that, that, that's more the style of stuff that I kind of came up listening to as far as hip-hop goes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the type of music I used to make, like, really yeah. um, lyrical... Yeah, dense lyrics, really aggressive, like, yeah. And so I, I listen to, like, a mixture of that kind of stuff, and then the local stuff 
here, which was like the peanuts and corn stuff and things like that, which was very much people who are from the prairies, who are rapping as if they're from the prairies, and talking about things that are that are definitely local kind of content. And, and it was very much like, it probably sounds weird to someone who's listening to the New York stuff or whatever, because it's like, what's with the accents and what's, you know, but... I kind of had this, like the genuineness of it, and a lot of my favorite rap still is stuff from the like late '90s, early 2000s from Manitoba, Saskatchewan, because they sound like they're from Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and it's kind of like I find that a lot of rap, um, wherever it's from, there's a tendency for people to rap like they're from somewhere else. Like, I mean, tons of people even here will try to sound like from New York, New York, yeah, even if they're not. And like, I kind of appreciate in any genre people who are at least honest and genuine about who they are and bringing their own version to yeah. whatever it is. And I think that a lot of stuff we're talking about maybe is that, and maybe that's why it's been so successful. Because people recognize, like, you know, some guy who listened to Emo is now rapping, and they kind of recognize, oh, cool, this is not him trying to be a gangster or anything. It's him being a guy who listened yeah. to Emo, and, you know. And that's the thing, too, because people are expecting, like, well, there's two sides to it, I almost feel like. I feel like, in a way, that type of music, like, it's always going to be there, but to sure. continuously make it, in a way, it's almost depressing to a lot of groups of people. Yeah, yeah, like, for sure, yeah. Hearing about those events or seeing those events can almost be, like, bring back bad vibes. And then, uh, at the same time, lots of people... I feel like they were expected to almost have to rap about like, yeah, yeah. drugs or like narcotics. Right, and people who never actually went through that, which is a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of people rapping, they didn't live any kind of the gangster life running, right? And it, it comes across as insincere when they're rapping like that. So I'd rather hear, even if it's not the style I like, I'd rather hear someone talking about if someone's into, like, I don't know, horror movies or something, I'd rather hear you rap about that than pretend to be a drug dealer or whatever, right? So yeah, yeah no doubt. It's, or, or, I don't know, fucking Pokemon or whatever. I don't get, like, whatever these kids are rapping about, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, like, I like, even if it's not, for me, I respect the idea of like this is what I'm about, so I'm gonna rap like this rather than here's an image of a rapper that I have in my head and I'm gonna be that. Right? So, yeah, you know, don't, don't, totally. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it's just like an extended rant with a. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel. I feel yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. So what do you? Uh, I mean, like being someone who, who posts stuff on SoundCloud and is kind of, as we mentioned earlier, you're very involved in the digital kind of uh, spreading and marketing of your stuff and getting the word out and, and connecting that way. What does the future look like as far as releasing music? Like, are you? Do you have any plans to release an actual album, or are you just going to keep going with singles and things like that? Or yeah, I'm currently working on that. Me and my buddy Bill Snowback. If you've ever, you may have heard of him. He works with uh, also a local artist, Matt Red. Okay, he's been on my show. Matt, Matt Red's been on the show yeah, too. Yeah, he's yeah, done, uh, yeah. First albums and stuff. Like cool, cool. Like his song. Well, if you might have worked with him a while ago, that song. If you've ever heard of it, so. I may have. I don't. I don't know. No, I remember, no, yeah. No. yeah. But uh, yeah, me and him are planning on making. Uh, Another tape called. Just give me one second. Yeah, sure, yeah. Just give me one second. I'm trying to think of like completely. Uh, okay, well the tape is like not named yet. I won't want to get. I didn't want to give out like I kind of wanted to give out a hint, but I don't want to give out any sure, official sure. names yet. And then, and like I said, like currently I'm working on an album and I'm working on a tape. And the tape idea is. Again, that like Brooklyn, South Florida rap, and then my album will be a rendition of the middle because my current album out right now is all punk rap. Okay. There are a couple songs on there that are like New York rap style. Not, well, they're not even New York per se. Like, I'd like to almost think that I've taken from these artists and taken from like. If I was the. If I was the it anything it almost be like sorry about that that's all right say, <laughs> kind of get distracted but um yeah my current album out right now is a punk album okay and then like i said i'm gonna make like that brooklyn style and then in the middle it's gonna be like a meet like the first eight songs are gonna be punk and then the last eight songs are gonna be okay how does uh, how does the concept of an album fit into the kind of the world that you're in? Where I mean, because I see so many people just single after single after single or mixtapes or whatever. But I mean, albums almost seem like for that genre to be kind of an afterthought. You know what I mean? Like a, a start to finish album with like you know the songs are in certain order for a certain reason. Like, is there a place for that still? Yeah. What you do you think? Well, that's how my album was created because it's called. Uh Train Chasers. Right. So if you're to listen from the album start to finish, it's uh, it's actually a rendition of 
because like I used to be an addict and stuff like heavily like I didn't do anything like crazy like I just mean I've done some sh like you know what I mean like not like any uh I don't go into disclose sure. any information kind of just like alcohol and everything not like meth or heroin yeah, or anything, yeah. but yeah. a bad spot in my life so if you listen to it from start to finish it sounds like a party album that turns into a uh, or like a sad rendition, but if you were to listen to it in opposite, it's kind of like, uh, you know what I mean, like rising from the ashes. Yeah, yeah. Like I've came a long way from that. Okay. Yeah, and that's also the thing you're touching on, like artists who talk lots about like drug usage and like, you know what I mean, like partying and shit, but then they've never ever like, you know what I mean, been down that road or had to do that or like. The difference between, I don't know, I feel like lots of artists even nowadays, they're glorifying selling drugs or glorifying, you know what I mean, like doing stuff. But where I come from, in my position, it's like people that have literally had to do that or, you know what I mean, they would like literally die. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I don't appreciate artists that are doing that. But at the same time, it's like, it's, it's an awareness message, right? Because it's like if artists still aren't onto it, they're realizing now that they're inspiring kids to do almost do like the wrong things and stuff because like me I never like I never wanted to be under any of that like rendition and stuff because like I was just growing up like if it was up to me I would want to just like live a regular life but it's like to me it seems like kids that are living in the suburbs and are handed everything their whole life they want to live like a thug and they want yeah. to live like a gangster but like to me a thug is someone who has been tested and they've done something about right. it. Right, you know? and that's why it seems insincere when one of the suburban kids performs like that because, like, you're not. This isn't yeah. yourself, right? Perform, uh, rap about what your your actual life experience has been. Yeah. It's probably way more interesting than this this persona you've established, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd much rather hear someone, even if their life is super boring, rap about that. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, because at least it's a, coming from a place of honesty. That's the thing too. These artists have to almost make a breakthrough and get people's attention. Like, like yeah. I was saying, extension earlier. So he made, uh, he was making music about, like, just the most random shit. Like, if you've ever, you've probably heard a song, Look At Me, before, like that. Look at me, fuck at me. Like, I may have heard it, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, okay, what was I going to say? So he, he was making shit like that, just loud and ignorant shit, but eventually he came out saying, like, that was just to get on front page. And the second he got on front page, that's... So you do the real stuff, yeah. Yeah, turning heads and talking about, like... I guess he, he experienced like a death of a best friend growing up committing suicide so he was touching on more or less like shit like that and it wasn't like the thing that pisses me off too is these corny emo bands and shit they come out and they're like well like just talking like just talking about like not real shit about like the whole experience of depression and shit and yeah. it, just, it sounds corny to me like I don't know. Well, they figure that's the hook to sell records, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. yeah. But like this extension guy, he does touch on like actual, I feel like feelings, and it's like it's raw emotion. I feel like that's why people like him. And like you were saying, it's like if everyone in music was touching on the things they actually felt and like, yeah. their experiences, it would be it'd be more interesting. Yeah, it would yeah. be a lot heavier. It'd be like right now, it's a bit distorted. There are of course those artists, but those artists aren't getting the uh, the glow that they need. Yeah. Per se, and then it's almost making these other like artists that are getting this glow like, well, why don't I just make party music or whatever? Because that's how you music. that's how you get the road to fame, right? Apparently, it's what they see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, before we started recording this that you were going to be going on tour soon. So yeah. Do you want to plug that and let people know yeah. where you be? I was going to say, so I plan on doing a couple shows in Toronto from 20th to 30th. So again, I have to talk to promoters, so I 100% don't know about that at this date. But. Uh, Further, oh yeah, I have a festival at the end of, if you've ever heard of, the North Touch Festival. Northern Touch, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that, that's here. Yeah. Doing that. I'm supposed to survive. And then, just talking about future shows, I also am waiting, well, I, I bought a reply from South by Southwest, so I'm pretty sure I got South by Southwest next cool. May, too. And South by Southwest, if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. Yeah, they like to, uh, their whole concept now is to push 
newer artists and starting artists. Good. Yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a big show. That'd be, yeah, yeah so for that sure. Should be pretty exciting. Cool, cool. So if someone, I mean, like like I said I, at the beginning, I, I didn't know who you were until you messaged me. So, I, and because you haven't been doing this for all that long, in your current incarnation, I guess, like if people are hearing you for the first time on the show, what's the best way for them to find out more information? Like find out when you're playing shows or hear some of your stuff? What should they do? I post all my stuff on Instagram. Okay. But like I said, I need to put together more of like, uh, I'm putting together almost like vlogs soon with my photographer. Me and him are going to almost give like updates and just talk about general things and stuff. Okay. But, uh, but Instagram is the place for now? Like that's the, the yeah, best? Yeah, like that's what uh, Post Malone used to do that for a long time. So I don't know, like like I said, I just studied marketing and everything for a long time because nowadays if you also, that's all, that's the point I was going to make you there. Sure. If you want to make it in this industry, you can't just be an artist nowadays. No, you got to be a marketer and promoter yeah, and you got a manager, yeah. All that stuff yeah. for sure. For sure. Cool. Well, um, yeah, people should check out your stuff and I mean, uh, Instagram, what's the Instagram address? Natural uh, Robinson. Okay. No spaces, two R's. Okay, okay, yeah, that'd be confusing, right? The two hours, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. And then if people want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. All 290-some, maybe 300 by this point, episodes are there for download and streaming. Uh, you can go back to 2012 and check out the archives. Uh, you can also tune in on Sunday nights at uh, midnight on UMFM 101.5, and they play older episodes of the show. So this one might not air until, like, you know, four or five months from now. Uh, but it's still kind of a cool way to get a second, uh, second hearing, I guess, of the episode. Like, it'll always be there for people to download whenever they want, but if you happen to be listening to the radio at whatever month, <laughs> you know, on a Sunday night, there you go. You could be could be hearing this conversation. So yeah, awesome. Well, thanks again for uh, for meeting me here. It's definitely interesting to uh, because I talk to so many different people and so many different genres of music. I, I feel like it's interesting to talk to someone who is doing something that I don't get. You know what I mean? That like I don't have a, a frame of reference for it because it, it just makes for a cool. I get to learn something out of it too, right? So, yeah, yeah. So thanks again. Riding through the city, everybody fucking with me on my own.